Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope we're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So back with another solo episode. I was training this morning and a few a few things came to my mind, which I felt like I wanted to discuss on the podcast, all to do with goal setting, having a change in goals. Firstly, obviously not being afraid to change your goals, despite what other people are doing. And also how that can increase enjoyment in training. So you might be going through a period where you do lose enjoyment in training and how changing goals, changing your style of training can, can kind of help you uh, with consistency and everything like that. So firstly, thank you to everybody who listened to the last podcast, the Momentum podcast. Um, I had a really good feedback, a few little shares on Instagram. So thank you very much to everybody who shared that and listened to it. Obviously, I always appreciate anybody sharing anything on Instagram. So firstly, thank you to all of you. So we'll jump into this episode. So goal setting. If you don't don't already set yourself goals, especially in terms of training, in terms of your life, in terms of your career, you're already one one or two steps behind everybody else. So make sure you have some sort of clear plan with what you want to achieve. So if you're going into your gym sessions, your training sessions, with no sort of goal in mind, you don't have a plan in place, you don't have anything like that. Like I said, you're already a few steps behind. So make sure you firstly got something some sort of goal to achieve whether for for a lot of people it might be weight loss they might want to get down to a certain weight they might just want to feel better for some people it might be gaining weight it might be building muscle and then people might have performance-based goals so maybe getting quicker getting sharper for football maybe getting increasing their endurance so maybe building up to like a marathon event or a cycling event whatever it is have your goals i've talked about it previously in other podcasts the importance of goal setting so if you're going through certain periods maybe you've had a certain goal for a certain amount of time maybe you've achieved that goal and you're kind of looking to pursue something else having that change in goals firstly can be quite tough because you've been used to something for such a long time I myself have always had a goal of performance uh, trying to get myself ready for football all that sort of thing that was kind of my background that's what I've been doing for years and years and years and I've always enjoyed the functional style of training mixing a little bit of weightlifting, Olympic lifting with conditioning stuff, so I'm a lot more athletic. Now I've come to the point where I've stopped playing football, which if people want me to cover in a different podcast, I've put together a little YouTube video, which will be out in a few weeks talking about that. So drop me a message if you want me to, to kind of do a podcast talking about that. But anyway, so I've stopped playing football, so my goals have now changed a little bit. For the last, I'd say, two, three months, which I probably talked about in the last podcast, I was just training for the sake of training, just doing whatever I really wanted. I had a little bit of structure, but I didn't really have a goal now. Since being ill and obviously having COVID, so I had a little bit of time to reflect and think about what I wanted to achieve. And I feel like now is the best chance for me to really try and build some size. So I'm quite a tall lad. I struggle to put on weight and I've always played football. So I've never had that opportunity to really put my head down and try and build some muscle. So my training has switched quite a bit the last two weeks since I've started training again. One thing I have noticed is my enjoyment for training has changed massively. So now I'm actually at the point where I'm waking up, I'm looking forward to training, I'm excited for it, I'm focused on the style of training that I'm doing and I've got a a goal and got a mindset in my head where I'm like, right, I know what I'm going to do today and I know what I want to get out of the session. And it's it's quite refreshing changing that style of training to something completely different I'm trying to focus on a lot less conditioning stuff and a lot more weightlifting, trying to work in the high intensity style of training. So pretty much it's one or two sets per exercise, maximal effort in each single set, focusing on the mind muscle connection, mind muscle connection, get that word out. 
trying to build as much, much muscle as possible. So it's a lot more bodybuilding specific stuff, which is a complete change to what I was doing before, but I quite enjoy it. There is one thing, however, that kind of has been getting to me is the lack of kind of the conditioning style of the training, the stuff like your, your Metcon style of training, your EMOMs, your little bit longer stuff. So I've missed a little bit of that. However, this is another topic to talk about. Sacrificing bits of your training, things that you sometimes enjoy for the sake of your goals. So like I said, if I've got the goal, if you've got the goal of building muscle, you might have to sacrifice certain movements, certain exercises, certain styles of training to achieve your goal. So like I said, if you are trying to build muscle, the conditioning side of things is going to negatively affect your ability to build muscle. Why is it doing that? It's because it's extra volume on your body that you need to recover from when your body's already trying to recover from all the, the muscle building exercises, your weightlifting exercises that you've been doing. If you're adding in additional volume, additional stresses in conditioning, metcons, anything like that, then your body's going to have a lot more time to recover and your muscles are going to probably get to a really fatigued state a lot quicker. So recovery is massively important in any sort of aspect of training, but really, really important if you do want to build muscle. You need to give your body at least 24, 48 hours, like give that specific muscle at least that 48 hour, 72 hour window to recover before you train it again. And like I said, if you're hammering yourself for conditioning on top of that, you're going to really struggle to recover. So it is mentally challenging if you do have certain goals. For example, like I said about the muscle building one, you could be something, the complete opposite. You could be wanting to do a triathlon or a marathon. If you've someone who've, who've done a lot of bodybuilding previously, you're going to have to completely set that off. You might only need one or two weightlifting sessions per week and you're going to have to focus a lot more on that aerobic capacity, doing a lot more long endurance workouts and you're probably going to end up losing muscle because of it because it's a different style of training. You need to, Your body needs to adapt to the stimulus, to the activity that you're going to do. So you're going to have to sacrifice that. But if you really want that goal, if you, if you, you enjoy that style of training, you want to change it and you want to achieve the thing that you've got in your mind, you're going to have to sacrifice it. The same goes for anything in life. If you want to be a successful businessman, if you want to be a successful personal trainer, you're going to have to sacrifice certain things. You're going to have to spend weekends working when sometimes you would go and see friends or go out partying or have a late night. You're going to have to do early mornings. You're going to have to sometimes do late nights. Little things like that, the same thing applies to your training. You're going to have to sacrifice different aspects of your training to help you achieve the goal that you want. So talking about the goal setting and talking about enjoyment and losing that interest in training for a lot of my clients, well, there is a lot of clients who strictly literally do the sessions that I do with them two or three times a week. And that is the only thing that they do. Now, if they're only seeing me two or three times a week, they're the only time I exercise and, and I'm doing things with them that they absolutely hate. How long do you think they're going to stick with it? How long are you going to stick with your training if you're not enjoying it? If you're trying to do a certain style of training, but you're you, you're dreading that gym session, you're not enjoying it, even afterwards you're not feeling good of it, obviously there's going to be times in training where you don't enjoy it and you don't feel great, but once you finish that session, once you finish that week of training, if you feel good at the end of it, that's when you know that you're on the right path, but if you complete something and you don't feel good, you don't get the same endorphin release afterwards, that's when you maybe need to rethink your goals and rethink your training, so back to the point, if, I'm, if someone's training two or three days a week with me and they're not enjoying it, they're not going to stick to it long term. And we know that long term consistency is what gets results. If you want to lose fat, you've got to be consistent with your diet, with your training. If you want to build muscle, you've got to be even more consistent with that training, the diet. Same thing applies to whatever you're doing outside of, of, of the gym or outside of fitness. 
in your life. You've got to be consistent. Enjoyment will lead to consistency. Consistency will lead to results. I said that in my first ever podcast and I'm a massive believer in it. So finding a training style that you enjoy to a certain extent, but it also gets you results is massively important. So if you're going through a training block where you're losing that enjoyment, switch things up and find something, find a new goal to keep you going. I feel like I keep on repeating myself here. So we'll move on to the next thing. So one thing I have noticed with me changing my style of training is my mindset's changed completely. Recently as well, which is something I could discuss in a different topic, is I've just handed my notice in it in my job. So I'm going full-time, um, self-employed, full-time personal trainer. Obviously, I was a personal trainer at a gym beforehand, but it was under a contract. So that change in mindset, me taking that step, I've been contemplating it for, for a long, long time now. My clients will know how long I've been contemplating it. But that change in mindset and taking that, that step, maybe it could be, again, related to your training. If you've been doing one certain style of training, for a certain amount of time, you've always thought about trying something different, but you're in that comfort zone, you're so used to the style of training. For example, if you've always been a bodybuilder and you've always maybe wanted to do CrossFit, but all your mates are doing bodybuilding and they might take the piss out of you or they might say, why are you doing CrossFit for? Or you feel like you're stepping out of your comfort zone doing that. So you've been pushing it back and back, pushing it off for months and months and months. Don't be afraid, trust me, take that jump and you'll feel so much better. It sounds stupid that it's obviously you, you kind of don't want to do it in terms of your training, but a lot of people do get stuck on that route where they're doing the same thing over and over again and they're probably not enjoying it and then you'll probably find your training quality will drop down and you'll stop losing motivation, you'll stop getting the results. Make that jump, make that switch. There's a lot of people now transitioning from bodybuilding to functional fitness, to CrossFit, to anything like that. But not to go, not to say that you can transition from CrossFit style functional fitness to bodybuilding. That's kind of the thing that I'm doing, flipping it the other way around. So do not be afraid to take that step. And one big thing which I kind of mentally struggle with is comparing myself to others. So a lot of people that I train with, a lot of people that I surround myself with, are in the functional fitness kind of industry. Like that's the style of training that they train. If I'm flipping back to more of a bodybuilding style of training, I'm going to lose out on that conditioning thing. And maybe I'm looking at people on Instagram doing these Metcons and stuff and I'm thinking, oh, I'd love to be able to do that sort of thing. I, I wish I could do that sort of thing, but I've got to remember what my goals are. And I know long-term, I've always wanted to try and build a little bit of more, more muscle. And I know this is what I need to do to achieve those goals. So never mind what anybody else is doing. Never compare yourself to others. I say it all the time, but we all do. We all look on Instagram. We look at these influencers, these people who are these top athletes. You compare yourself to CrossFit Games athletes. You compare yourself to the likes of the March on Groove. Like they're ridiculous athletes. Focus on yourself. Focus on what you are doing. Focus on your goal. Focus on where you're at. Never mind what anybody else does. And trust me, you'll end up finding that you, you'll enjoy training more you'll end up getting results, you'll start progressing in your own training because everyone's on a different playing field. Not everyone's had years of experience, not everyone's gifted with genetics, which is a big part of it. And then there's obviously them, some of them influences, you never know, they might be slightly enhanced, they might be taking additional things, but we can never say, so never compare yourself to others, focus on your own training and don't be influenced by other people, even if it's your friends and stuff and people who are close to you. If you want to do a certain style of training, Go and do it. Do not be afraid to step out of that comfort zone. And trust me, whatever's on the other side, it'll be amazing. You will you might even make new friends in a different realm. So you never know what's going to happen when you change your goals. So when it does come to you making that switch, changing your goals, changing your style of training, 
it's probably going to be something completely different that you've never done before. And your knowledge and your experience in that sort of training realm is not going to be at the same places where it is with the training that you've been doing for years and years where you're very comfortable with. So one thing that I'm, I'm going to say on this podcast, one thing that I'm going to commit to is getting myself a coach. Now, obviously, I want to build muscle. I'm going to go for a bodybuilding style coach. I've got a few ideas of coaches in my mind that I want to commit to. Even myself as a coach, as an online coach, a personal trainer, I know that I can learn a lot from other coaches. So if you're someone who is a coach, is a PT, is someone who is a high-class athlete, don't be afraid to go and speak to other coaches and get mentored or get anything like that. Get, they sacrifice a little bit of your own time, a little bit of your own money, in invest it in knowledge in other coaches because you will learn a lot. You might learn a lot about the systems they use if you're doing online coaching, the techniques they use in terms of their training, in terms of stuff in the gym environment. You, you might learn a lot. You might open your eyes to different things and they might have contrasting opinions on things and you you might end up changing your opinions and you might even educate them on things. But it's it's very important to be open and to drop that barrier and stop, stop thinking that you know everything. So I'm going to invest myself into a coach. I'll learn a lot from it. It's going to be fun. It's going to keep me accountable. I talk about accountability all the time. Obviously, I preach a lot of things and I need to start doing that myself. So that's why I'm doing that. That's why I'm saying it on this podcast. And that's why I'm saying it to everybody who's listening. Invest in a coach and it will educate you on these new training realms. So if you're switching training, if you, like I said, are going from maybe bodybuilding or weightlifting or anything like that, and you want to transition into functional fitness or you want to transition into doing a triathlon, a marathon or any other sport or even you, you start a new sport, you start in football, get a coach, get a, a one-to-one coach, an online coach or listen to podcasts, listen to YouTube videos and then you will end up developing more skills, more knowledge and you'll probably progress a lot, lot quicker. In fact, you definitely will progress a lot quicker which is something I was speaking to someone at the, the gym the other day and they were interested in personal training. We we're just chatting away and saying, oh, I've just started training and stuff like the other. But I want to get myself to a certain point before I actually invest in a personal trainer. I want to get a few weeks with my belt. Honestly, every time I hear this, I just think, think of, or I just say to them, just think of the progress, the progress, I'll get it out, the progress that you will make if you invest in a personal trainer four to six weeks before you would actually originally invest it. So if you've got that additional four to six weeks, you're probably going to be months ahead of where you would be if you were just training on your own for those four to six weeks. Don't be afraid to invest in a personal trainer. Don't make these little excuses or these little reasons in your head why you don't want to. Some people are just afraid to. Some people just think they can get to a certain level without that help. But trust me, I'm going to learn this myself. Investing in a coach, investing in a personal trainer will get you to that level to to where you want to get a lot lot quicker than if you try to do it on your own so if you're contemplating it if you think all oh, right i want to do maybe a few weeks on my own before i get a kind of coach just trust me invest in a coach straight away and you'll probably learn things and pick up things and think god good job i heard about this now rather than down the line or i was going to make this mistake or i didn't know about this you'll learn a lot from it so if you're someone who's new to a new um, realm of training invest in it straight away so i am going to get on that myself so I've got to practice what I preach so anyway I feel like I've just been blabbering for the last 15 minutes I'm very good at changing topics just like just like that but I thought I'd finally finish off this short little solo podcast with talking about my new style of training the way that I'm working it I'll probably talk on it and touch on it again in a YouTube video when I do invest in a coach but how I'm working it at the minute mentioned it before it's going to be more of a high intensity style of bodybuilding training so if you haven't looked at the likes of josh bridgman and um, the muscle mentors they're 
big people to follow on on YouTube, on Instagram, on the podcast, uh, AJ Morris, and especially Jordan Peters, who was one of the first people to kind of really push the style of training along with Dorian Yates back in the day. So pretty much all it is, is on all my exercises, it's two, maybe one, two, or maybe max three sets on, and maybe isolations, three sets, but one set, one or two sets, all out to failure. So for example, um, a push day, for example, my first exercise might be an isolation movement. It could be a cable chest fly with the cuffs. Reason being is we want to try and activate the chest early in the workout, pre-fatigue it, get that muscle as short as possible early in the workout. So when it comes to doing our compound movements, the chest is going to be the thing that fatigues first rather than our triceps or our shoulders. So we're pre-fatiguing the muscle. We'll then go on to our main compound exercise, could be a dumbbell bench press. I'll do one set of six to eight all the way to failure, maxing out as many reps as, as I can within that rep range where obviously the heaviest weight is possible. I'll rest three, maybe four minutes, which is one thing. The rest periods are increased quite a bit because the intensity is so high. And then I'll do a back offset. It might be between 10 and 12 reps. It might be between 12 and 14, depending on what exercise it is. I'll maybe do maximum four, five, six sets per body part in a session, depending on what I'm focusing on. And then I might move from chest, move on to shoulders, and then I'll finish off a triceps on a push day. So it's really high intensity, focusing on that mind-muscle connection, controlling the weight down to the eccentric, which is the lowering part of a movement. I forget that word out, lowering. So for example, top of a bench press when your arms are locked out, slowly dropping it down to the chest. I'm going to have a split second pause and then drive up and at the top, really squeezing focus on the muscle. So a lot more focusing on bodybuilding movements. It's the best way to try and build some muscle, focusing on the movement, not focusing too much on the weight I'm lifting, trying to control it as much as possible. You've got to drop your ego at the door with a style of training because if you try and lift too heavy, you're going to lose that control. You're going to not be able to control that weight down, pause it and get that mind-muscle connection. So enjoying it. I've been doing the style of training for two weeks now, really enjoying it. And I'm definitely going to invest in the coach who, who preaches this style of training. I'm going to learn from them, learn a bit more about bodybuilding and different things to work for. So I can obviously apply that with my clients. I might have some clients who have that muscle building, bodybuilding approach and they want to try and try and that's their goal to try and build some muscle. So I can use that along with all the stuff that I've done previously with my CrossFit functional fitness. So trying different things. I'll probably end up transitioning back to functional fitness. I might end up doing a CrossFit competition. I might end up doing a cycling event down the line. But for now, my goal is build as much muscle as possible. So if anybody does have any questions about anything that I've talked about, if anybody wants me to cover any topics, especially the topic obviously about me uh, stopping football after playing it all my life. If you haven't already listened to one of my first podcasts, I think it's my first and second podcast, um, part one and part two on my football career, where I'm at today. Um, I've, done, I've talked about it about this time last year, so it's about a year on. So if you want to listen to that and listen to my story, go on that. I've also got a YouTube video about my story from my last injury. Uh, if you go on my Instagram, the link is in the bio. It's my one year mind and body transformation. So listen to that, check that out if you haven't already. And yeah, if anybody's got any questions or any coaching inquiries, all the links are down below in the show notes. J drop me a message on Instagram. I'm, I'll happily reply to any messages. And as always, if you can share the podcast on Instagram, share it on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but you can share it if you want to. That would do me a favor. Facebook, whatever it is any sort of shares and massively appreciate it and if you can copy and paste the link for the podcast send it to at least one friend one family member just to spread the word about the podcast as well that would mean the world to me so gonna get a few more guests on if there's any guests you'd like me to see 
again, message me on Instagram. And I am going to wrap up the podcast here, just a short 20-minute one. I think I'm going to keep the solar ones 20 minutes because uh, people will be sick of me rambling. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. This has been Process. Mm-hmm.